seconds, do we? We should record I wish I could listen live. I don't want to wait for it. I don't want to wait for a life to be over. Please tell me we were recording for that. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Bionic. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by Mr. Matthew Alexander. Hello, Michael. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm drinking, as you say, Cat. Oh, God, that's such good uh, microphone demeanor. Mm, I know, right? That's what, mm. I think that's what they call Foley. What? I don't know. Mm. Are um, you well, how are you Matthew? feeling? Oh, I'm very good. I'm very excited. Would you like to know why I'm excited? Yes. We have topics! Yes, that's true, ladies and gentlemen. And they're real ones this week. Real. Real, real. There's, there's a full outline. Starts yeah, with a, an incredibly embarrassing video. Oh, um, God. Two I'm, videos. Which I'm playing right now. Oh, God. So, currently, we're somewhere outside of Redmond. And we have Steve Ballmer spinning around in a chair, dressed like a crab is hugging him. Just as Doctor Evil. A few competitors that are unfortunately eliminated. <laughs> and then a building has been blown up and is falling down. I assume this is potentially a building of a competitor. I have no idea. And then spins around on the chair. Bill Gates dressed as Austin Powers, and now Bill Gates is dancing dressed as Austin Powers, presumably with some female executives of Microsoft. Mm. So this Reed is one Hastings of, was off camera. This is one of those videos that they do every year. Like, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. There's loads of them. Like Microsoft do this or used to do this for their big sort of conference thing that they do, and they will get the you know, Ballmer and Gates would. Record a video. Do you remember the? Uh, there was the one with Jerry Seinfeld. There's a lot I've tried really hard to strike from my memory in my time, Michael, and mm-hmm. m- most of Microsoft's videos fall into that category. There was the churros thing. That sounds racist. What? What? How is that racist? I don't know. They would. Hmm. I mean, obviously, it's not about race. Never is, is it? <laughs> Nothing has ever been about race. Um, so yeah, we wanted to just mention that because it's you know it's very volcano-like. Well, it, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, there's this whole thing. There's this whole fascination in uh, in large companies with building and developing uh, culture. And you know, I worked at a corporate, uh, large corporate company, Southwest Airlines, for two years. And when I was there, you know, the CEO would dress up every Halloween and that was a big deal and he'd wear something different every year and it was always a big surprise and people get really into it. And they have spirit week and all this inane sort of stuff. And, um, you know, there's just this fascination with trying to keep people entertained and kept inside this little sandbox of comfort and stability by doing little self-deprecating stuff like this from the executives to make them feel like they're more important. Everyone, I'm one of you. Look, I can dress up and fall down. Ha! You know. Yes, disregard my Ferrari outside. We're the same. Um, 
Yeah, so moral of the story is um, ban executives. Or throw them inside of a big volcanic volcano. That's how we should always say it. <laughs> I think that's the... Isn't that how you pronounce the Icelandic one? Uh, yeah, okay. it, it adds a touch of whimsy that's needed, I think. <laughs> Just checking. Um, mm. And in more volcano-related <laughs> news <laughs> this week... Um, Fox have created potentially the worst thing ever. Um, yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, The Verge was reporting yesterday, amongst many other people, that Fox News introduced a new control center, which is literally what they're calling it, just- um, for their newsroom. And it's just full of sort of 60-inch iPad-looking tablets with yep. people just inexplicably throwing their hands and moving them around and they're just looking at Twitter, but they're, they're giant Windows 8 tablets, and they can only display four tweets at a time. There's 55-inch Windows tablets. Okay, 55-inch. Um, and all of it, I mean, yeah, it looks nice, I, I guess, but... Um, it doesn't look nice. No? It doesn't look nice at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Like it's, it's all unnecessary. I mean, it looks, it looks state-of-the-art. But, I mean, if Fox News... But my, my sort of my question is, they don't need to be 55-inch touchscreens. Like, that is not actually necessary. They could do that work on 30-inch Well, like, Fox screens. News is a giant, gaping analogy for America. And this newsroom is America. Sounds like this is a little bit about race. <laughs> it's never about race, Mike. Um... <laughs> No, it's 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 just ostentatious, and they're kind of it. You know, yeah, they could have used smaller tablets, and they didn't need the Minority Report ripoff thing that doesn't have, serve any journalistic purpose aside from like being a slideshow for pictures. Yeah, that bit um, I didn't get. Yeah, there's so much of it, but all it is is them just trying to be like, look how cutting edge we are, and like, yeah, we could have used smaller screens, but why the hell would we when we can get these ones? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really embarrassing. But then again, we probably need the same sort of thing in the volcano. Yeah, I know, but we would just have like twenty-five iPads stuck together. And, and if and if anyone is like, like if we're ever broadcasting live to the world's leaders, you know, one Which, Sunday afternoon. I mean, we, we will. It's not about right. when. Yeah, it's not about if. It's about when. It's not about when. It's about if, Matthew. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like my statements with a with a shroud of mystery. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no, so it's, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, if we're yeah. broadcasting I'd be really angry if, if our employees were looking at Twitter. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like we're standing there in our volcano um, poses from volcano.com, mm-hmm. in case anyone hasn't seen them. And we're looking very threatening. You're reading from your note card, and yeah. I'm standing there just moodily in a shadow. <laughs> you're in the corner like yeah. sometimes sometimes like a light just moves and you can kind of make you out i think there's a person back there like and, it's just uh, a swinging light in the background in just a very dim corner with one uncovered light bulb um and um uh, but you don't want if you're making a statement to the world leaders you don't want some clown in the background uh reading twitter so you know yeah, we would have really, really um, intense firewalls. 
Nice. But the difference is our firewalls are made of real fire. There won't be anything blocking the computers, but if you uh, you know, if you mess around on, on Twitter, we just throw a wall of fire at you and was, deal with you that way. No, that's, no. that's how we need to, you know. No. Why? Mike, this is a professional show with a professional approach to its volcano advice. <laughs> no more murder. No more murder. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we can murder, but I mean, it's just... Let's do it. Civilized. Let's, let's do some, yeah, civilized civilized volcano murder. So you're you're back on the real firewalls. You want, like, intensive ad blocking and, and website blacklisting software. I think puns should be banned because um, they're the worst thing we have available to us as humans. Um, okay. So. Well, it's it's the best tool that I have in my arsenal, so we're, we're, at, a, we're at a crossroads here, Matthew. I think we just, I think we just take... Um, sort of an Asian Middle Eastern sort of approach, and just cut off people's hands. Yeah, that's not that's dislike. not about race. No, it's about uh, <laughs> this is it's geopolitical commentary, Michael. It's not about race. The funny thing is saying that, like, I didn't think of this until just now. I mean, you know, a uh, friend of the show, Mister Merlin Man, and, and he references ping pong, right, which is a similar sort of thing. We take absolutely no. <laughs> We're we're not going to dress this up. We quite literally say that it's not about racism in any way. I feel like uh, it's really important for us to point that out, right? Um, because it's not about race. It never is. It's never been about race. Um, it never will be. What? So it never will be either. No, no, no. We're British. We're very nice. Mm, inclusive, multicultural. Mm. Mm, that's actually my byline on. Uh, LinkedIn right now. Inclusive and multicultural. Yeah. Huh. You are kind you are actually multicultural. You are a multiculturalized human. Mm. Because you are British. You're an English man in New York, as Sting would say. Oh, Is it? I'm an alien. Should we get into the should we get into the actual show? I feel like everyone that was upset about last week has already stopped listening. I'm an Englishman. This is the musical episode. We had no, our little... I, d- I don't like musical episodes. Well, we sung at the start together. Together. It's because it's the closest thing we have to um, XOXO. For to sing. Yeah. I feel... Uh, we actually have some technology stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, very serious. But um, we, have, we have a couple of sponsors today and I would like to talk about the first one. Talk about them. Will talk you, about them. Talk about them all over me. Will you permit me to to take this time out from our diary to discuss yeah. Shutterstock.com? Yeah, shower our listeners with greatness. Matthew, mm. did you know that at Shutterstock.com you're going to find 28 million images, stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and over 1 million video clips? See, all those numbers have increased since the last time. That just shows you how many they're adding all the time. 28 million images now. You can go to Shutterstock.com and that's where you're going to be able to start your search and find the perfect image for your website, ad, publication or just about any other creative project. Shutterstock gives you a global image collection where you're going to be able to find images from across the world to help suit whatever project you're working on. You can choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages. Whatever fits your needs, you never have to compromise. If you need just one image for maybe a blog post that you're writing, you can do that too. Because they, you know, you can just buy it as you like. A la carte, I believe they call it in, in on the continent. 
Every time you visit Shutterstock, you will find something new since they add 20,000 images every day and 12,000 videos each week. That's so many. So much media, Matthew. And it's much more affordable than you even think that it is. There's no extra charge for large files. You can just download any image in any size and pay only one price. They don't nickel and dime you for high-resolution images. If you need them, just take them. And whilst you're at Shutterstock, you can easily curate and share pictures via lightboxes. You just choose your favorite pictures or videos, add them to your own lightbox galleries or searching around, and you can even use their iPad app to do this too. You can get enhanced license access if that's what you need. And they also have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates and of course video clips should you need any of those if you need any help over at shutterstock.com you can get an account rep dedicated to you to answer any questions and they have 24 hour support during the week sign up for a free browse account now by going to shutterstock.com no credit card needed and when you find the images you like and decide to purchase you want to use this offer code it is bionic 1013 so bionic 1013 that's going to get you 25% off any package at Shutterstock.com. Thank you so much to Shutterstock for the support of Bionic and all of 5 by 5 Hey, Matthew. Hi. Can I have, like, a serious note for a second? Yeah, please. I would really like a serious note. Okay, so uh, we were just joking around a little bit about last week's show, and I don't want to get into the whole oh, sort no. of thing. Um, but uh, some people got... Uh, so, like, we have... We have, we have, we're, get, we're getting more and more listeners right now, and we have some really awesome people, but we upset a few last week, I think, just because it was off the wall, and we spent a lot of time in WikiHow reading about strippers. And um, The real core of the show, I think some would call it. But. Right, it's, yeah. If, if, if this was a company, and we were making a video about our executives, we'd be talking about strippers, because it's core value. It's basically our, our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mission glittery, glittery bread and butter. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, very lubricated. Um, but the the thing is, is that you know a lot of people have been kind of upset about it, and I'm very receptive to that. Um, and I think everyone's entitled to their opinion and everything. But I'm just going to say that you know, right now I'm I'm building and launching uh, my own company, and my life day to day is extremely stressful and serious and it's the same for you Michael as you work to go full-time as a podcaster and you're also working a full-time job and you have all these different shows you have to uh, work and everything and um, I think Bionic for us we do talk about a lot of serious stuff we I mean we lapse into through all the jokes and everything into some serious um, sort of cultural and technology related discussions which I think is extremely important um, but you know this is kind of an outlet for both of us to take ourselves a little less seriously and to really just have a good conversation and to have fun and to have a little bit of release. And um, I think it's just important to say that, you know, that that's what we're doing right now, that that's where we are in our respective lives. And that's why the show is starting to come out the way it does. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun. A lot of people are having a lot of fun with us, but just be, just be aware. That's what I'm going to say. Be aware and be afraid. Does that make any sense? That probably sounded weird, but I just wanted to say it. No, it's okay. I mean, I love our listeners. I don't think that you you have to explain explain yourself, really. But 
this is the show that we create, and I think that there are a lot of people that enjoy it. Unfortunately, there are some people that don't, but that is um, that is the nature of the beast in entertainment, Matthew. And I'm not a seasoned veteran, but the more and more that you do this stuff, the more that you learn that you actually can't... You cannot, and it is impossible, to try and please everyone all of the time. Right. So the the way that I try and create the stuff that I create and work very hard to do is to make the thing something that I am happy with that I enjoy. And if I am happy with it and I enjoy it, then at least I've done that. Because if all I try and do is make everyone happy all of the time, I'll make nobody happy none of the time. That's the way that I try and work to this stuff. And so far, it's done me quite well. I think there's low wisdom to that. Anyway, that, that was, that's the end of my serious note. I just wanted to just sort of... I think it would have been silly just to completely leave it behind. I think it's important to just acknowledge. Never leave anything behind. Mm. No podcast episode left behind. This show is a lot like World War Two in many respects. So many respects. Mm. Mm. Particularly that it's not about race. Um, no, that was. There was a lot of, of race-related um, thinking behind World War Two. I think that you need to, to, to understand that. That's really important. God, we're learning so many things this week. Um, should we talk about technology? Yeah, Microsoft. Oh, gonna... Microsoft what? are in trouble with yeah, a lot with, of trouble. with the Google. So this has been going back and forth for a while, and it's to do with uh, basically it seemed it seemed like Google was not interested in creating a YouTube application for Windows Phone eight. Obviously, they make one for Android. They also make one for uh, iOS. Um, previously they worked with Apple to create the YouTube app, the official YouTube app that was built into phones but since they have gone on, um, I believe this was as of iOS 6, they went on to create their own YouTube application for iOS Is my timeline correct there to your memory, Matthew? I think, yeah, I think so um, Up until, well there, there has never been a official YouTube application for the Windows Phone 8 platform, so Previously, what was happening is there was a web view that people could could look at. They could look at the web view. But then Microsoft took it upon themselves to create a YouTube application. Um, They felt that that was something that needed to exist. So they went and did that, and they released that into the Windows Phone Store. Google were upset about this because the uh, Microsoft version did not show ads in any way. Um, They went back and forth on it for a while. Um, Microsoft were... Uh, calling Google out and saying that you know they had been told and they were publishing all this stuff and saying that um, Google had told them that they uh, they could make a HTML5 version if they really wanted to and then it all went away. All of this conversation went away. It all went behind closed doors. It would appear and then, but now it seems that talks have broken down or Google have won because Microsoft has now reverted their YouTube Windows Phone app back to being a web player. So there is still an app, but if you click any videos, it takes you out to the web version and you you know watch it with any apps. Uh, sorry, but with any ads. One thing I must do to correct myself as I'm looking at a uh, a. a document here. On May 24th, the Jira revealed that they were working together on an updated app and in August, Microsoft updated its YouTube app to enable ads, but Google blocked it again. So even though Microsoft updated it to include ads, which it originally didn't, that was originally Google's problem, um, even after they included ads, Google blocked it again for reasons seemingly unknown. That was when Google claimed that Microsoft um, needed and was required to build a HTML5 app, which Microsoft wasn't happy about. Well, Microsoft and Google are engaged in a bit of a cold war, as it is. 
um, for a variety of reasons. Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's just, you know, Microsoft, um, I think, found itself in a bit of a difficult position in terms of its core business because um, it, them as a services and as a platform company, um, they were being rivaled in terms of enterprise-level technology and consumer-level technology uh, by Google. And Google is much more friendly and it has a much better sort of reputation. And I think Microsoft... I think they've made a lot of the right moves to come back, but um, the result of the whole situation is that they've ended up in this cold war where Google feels aggressive against Microsoft because Microsoft is profiting, for example, for every Android phone because of you know a bunch of different licensing uh, loopholes. And there's a lot of just negativity flowing between both of them. And I think something as small as the YouTube app can be very damaging for Microsoft in its Windows Phone ecosystem, but it's something very minor in the grand scheme of things that uh, Google can do as a little bit of retaliation. Um, yeah, and you know, saying the Cold War is really is a real interesting sort of analogy for it because, of course, Google and Apple are embraced in a very similar sort of Cold War-like scenario. However. Apple's platform is so big, Google can't ignore it. Well, the, I, mean, I think it's the same for all of them. I don't think any of them can afford to ignore the other person, which well, is why Google has taken a very agnostic approach to everything, right? They, they make all of their apps available. And, you know, uh, a long time ago, back when I wrote fairly regularly, I talked about how uh, Google had this opportunity to supplant Trojan horses into the iOS ecosystem to really show that they have the design and development clout to really uh, entice uh, discerning Apple users and I think there's been a lot of success there and I think it's I, th I, think, the, I think Apple and Google have less against each other than Microsoft and Google because Apple at the end of the day is building it's building a marriage between technology and software and it's building the mechanisms and the infrastructure for other developers to build on top of in an attractive and functional way. Um, in some areas, they butt up against Google, specifically in sort of cloud storage and email and things like that. And they disagree over things like privacy and how to monetize users. Um, but fundamentally, they're not really in huge contention over the vast majority of the core business. I mean, I wouldn't consider Android a core business for Google, really. Um, that's going to be controversial. Uh, but um, Microsoft, you know, is in direct contention with Google on a great many different fronts with things like Bing and all of their Windows Live stuff. And, you know, there's just, there's a lot more for them to fall out over and to have more legitimate me uh, cause to, you know, have some semblance of a Cold War. Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer has revealed that the company is planning to bring Office to the iPad of a touch user interface. Speaking at a Gartner event in Florida today, Ballmer said, iPad will be picked up when there is a touch-first user interface. That touch-first interface appears to be making its way to the Windows version of Office First with the iPad edition to follow. Afterwards, Ballmer noted that the touch-first interface is in progress. So stupid. It's like they're like, well, we haven't been able to make it for Windows 8 Touch yet, so we're gonna wait. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're just um, 
they're, they're, they're floundering right now. They need a new person in charge. Thank God Steve Ballmer's leaving. Thank God we're never going to have to see a video of him and, and uh, what's his name, Bill Gates, dressed up as Austin Powers. Yep. God, we're in like old Bionic right now. No, this is new Bionic. This is new, new, new Coke. New Coke, mm-hmm. clear Coke, crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi, crystal meth. Mm. New meth. Microsoft is a lot like math. Math, Microsoft. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Like Crackberry, right? Oh, they're so dead. It's so sad. Crackberry. Yeah. Crackberry and Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a really terrible superhero duo. Oh, that'd be yeah. No superhero can can help Crackberry. What's Apple? There isn't one. No. I, I can't think of anything because I didn't come up with Crackberry. I mean, you know, I thought the puns are outlawed anyway. Yeah, they are, but we're not in the volcano right now. We're still in planning stages. Get it out of your system. Okay. Before you get cleansed by modern modern lava. You put a BuzzFeed article. I don't read BuzzFeed. Like the only I, time that I, I ever interact with BuzzFeed is when you send me a BuzzFeed link. So, so the thing is, there's all this stigma around BuzzFeed. Everyone really hates them, particularly because of the horse ebooks thing. And I genuinely couldn't care less about that whole thing. What? My, did did you? You don't follow the same sort of people I do on Twitter. This comes back to how I follow a lot of weird Twitter stuff, and you don't. I, what's wrong with horse ebooks? Well, so it turned out that it wasn't a rogue spam bot. It was a guy, and it was an artistic yeah. experimentation. And the guy had been working and been paid by BuzzFeed. He was working out of their offices. I didn't know about the BuzzFeed bit. Right. So, like, Jason Cockey works out of uh, BuzzFeed, and um, he was mates with the guy. So on Cockey.org, the, the guy that was behind it, um, you know, he shared a little bit about, you know, like the background and all that sort of stuff. Because I knew it was some sort of art thing, right? Yeah, it was just, you know, it's just one of these ridiculous things. It's one of these things that you can do when you live in New York and it's totally normal. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. If you lived in New York, what totally normal thing would you do? I don't know, write a fixie and make a spam bot pretending to be a fake horse that tweets about random inane things. Are you a, uh, <laughs> a spam bot? Like, is at Matt Alexander Spambot? I, I mean, it depends on how you think of uh, Spambot. I try I tried to tweet well. I haven't been able to tweet as much lately, but sometimes I tweet way too much. Um, I don't know. Um, but no, so I read BuzzFeed. It's very controversial. Um, but I actually really enjoy it. The, the tech section is really very good. I was attracted there um, last year when... Um, Oh, God, I've forgotten his name. Matt Buchanan wrote for BuzzFeed, who's one of my favorite tech writers. He's now at The New Yorker. And um, that sort of shows the level of quality is that, you know, he's writing very high-level, interesting tech journalism. And it was to such a level that he was poached from BuzzFeed by The New Yorker. You know, that's... I think there's a lot of uh, underappreciated content that happens on BuzzFeed that a lot of people are missing just because it's so stigmatized as being this horrible content farm. I mean, obviously there is some pretty horrible stuff. Like, 
um, how they have this community submission stuff now and like the Israeli military started putting up articles like why it's totally fine to bomb Palestine and um, just put a bunch of gifts and stuff and it's just that's very questionable um, but otherwise I, I think the the BuzzFeed produced content can be or it has the capacity to be very good I'm struggling mm. to find the cut key horse thing oh no worries um, well I want to find it for the show notes well, I I can't remember if I I think it may have actually I can't remember who wrote it or how it was written. It was written from it was written very strangely. Is does it have a gif of a horse mask? Uh, possibly being pulled off. Yeah, maybe. And it's like first horse had a bad apartment, and then he yeah, had it's it. that, it's right, that. Cool, I got it. It's in the yeah. show notes. Matthew, mm. would you like to tell people where they can find the show notes for this episode? Uh, you can go to tearawaytrousers.com slash uh, latest, I don't know what episode number this is, 62 maybe? 62. 62, slash 62. So it's T as in, oh, I'm never any good at this. Just T as in giraffe. Um, you, you're better at it. T as in tyrannosaur, E as in equal, A as in abacus, uh, R as in rhombus. I feel like these are the same <laughs> ones as before. A as in aggravated. Oh, my where am I? Dub W now? What? Where I am I? Know. Just stop making it up. G as in... <laughs> G as in grumble. <laughs> Z as in zebra. Um, dot as in hello. Um, C as in... Uh, Chances. Arseless chaps. Um, <laughs> There's definitely an A there first. O as in oh my. And <laughs> M as in Michael. Oh, Matthew. Uh, forward slash, as in like a person falling forward. Um, 62. If you need an easier way to get to said show notes, go to 5x5.tv slash bionic slash 62. That's way more complicated. Tearawaytrousers.com slash latest and things like that is amazing. T-E-A-R-A-W-A-Y-T-R-O-U-S-E-R-S. Yeah, but everyone can spell tearaway trousers. Can I mean, they? Five by five dot TV slash Bionic slash sixty two. That's so many slashes. But right? everybody knows five by five dot TV, and they know this show's oh. called Bionic. All I'm saying is, I don't want anyone trying to do this when they're drunk or something, and they break their finger or something. Trying to trying to save lives. That's all you really care about. Saving lives. Mm. That's what this show's about. At the end of the day. Um, I kept saying giraffe because I'm sitting here playing with a fuzzy giraffe and I don't know why I have it. Um, it's full of beans. Okay. Mm. Well, what are those things called that fill animals? Beans. Fake animals. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're like a beanbag chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a beanbag bean chair, bag. but much smaller. Like if you're a small frog, you could probably sit on this as a beanbag chair. Right. Um, but you're not. You're a, you're a British person. Uh, which is quite far away from a frog uh, commentary. Uh, it's not about race. And, um, and it actually serves as a screen wipe. So, you know, venture funding, what up? I don't think that's its intended purpose. What's it intended for? Cuddling? Yes. Hmm. Um, you will know this. Our American listeners may not know this. In the UK, soft toys are quite frequently referenced as cuddly toys. Yeah. Did you have many cuddly toys? As a child. Or an adult. I mean, you've got one um, with you. 
Well, this one's a screen wipe. Well, it's a screen wiping fuzzy, cuddly. You giraffe could just now. use a cloth, you know, but you have a a giraffe. Can, you, can you please you can take a picture you of your screen wiping giraffe and send it to me, please? Should I do it right now? Yeah. Okay. So I can put uh, that will be in the show notes. That will be in the special show notes, which you need to um to go to T E A R. It will. I'll put it on the page. So if you go to the the, the page terrorytrails.com oh slash 62. It's a high quality picture as well because of the bloody new phone I have. Oh, take a burst. Oh, take Why? a slow-mo video. That's, that's what she said. Um, throw, take a slow-mo video. Like maybe throw it. Of a still life. Throw it. Throw play. it. Like throw it across the room whilst videoing it in slow-mo. Why would I throw my giraffe around? I'm not going to throw Do it. my giraffe around. Do it. I need it here so I can Come wipe on. my screen. Come on. My screen Matt, maybe we could get it on Boing Boing. Oh my god, so I was going to tell you this thing. This is actually very relevant. <laughs> Remember when we spent like 30 minutes on Amazon looking up a cuddly uh, corner of the cob? Yeah, I do, yeah. Really Okay, so uh, there's a company launching here that was that's done by the guys that founded Woot.com. Uh, they've all left Amazon. They're starting a company called Mediocre Laboratories, which is the best branding to ever happen to any company of all time. And uh, like their tagline is, if you loved Woot.com, get ready to lower your expectations. Um, and um, they're, they're, they're basically experimenting with different crazy ideas in commerce. So they are fortunate enough to have enough backing and financial um, support that they're just sort of coming up with crazy ideas and really following through with them. So the first one started yesterday, and they sent, um, like, uh, I don't know how many people, but I got one. Um, they give you just no questions asked, a $20 $20 worth of Amazon credit <laughs> and it can go it goes to anyone and like they, they have no way of tracking it they can't see if you use it to like as, as they intend but the, the challenge is you either spend $20 to um, like buy something for the, to decorate their office and I've been to their office and there's genuinely nothing there um, or you just use it for yourself and they're hoping that you're going to use it to buy something for them. So I have $20 to spend on Amazon for these very awesome guys, Mike. And I was thinking about sending them uh, some cuddly broccoli, potentially some cuddly uh, corn on the cob. It has to be the corn on the cob. Or the banana. Also, I actually took a deep dive into Amazon today into the weird stuff. Terry Lucy. Um, I, don't I, tell, I I don't them, say what he's... But can I censor myself, as I say? Because it was pretty amazing. Sure. He suggested a book entitled Images You Cannot <laughs> To. Yep. People can okay? just can, can search that. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I've been thinking, I've, I've had crazy ideas. I thought about buying them some... Um, Oh god! Now, when I type in Amazon in Google Chrome, the immediate suggestion is images you shouldn't <laughs> to. Um, I thought about buying them some walkie-talkies. I have to come up with some crazy ideas, Mike. What episode was it where we had the? Uh, oh, here we go. Episode fifty-two, inspired vocally by captains. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Mike and Matthew discuss what Google announced and the true usage of toy fruit for toddlers. God, that was a good episode. Well, we talk, so what, how do we find Toy Fruit? No. What? I'm looking up Toy Fruit. Let's not go back to this. We have we have actual stuff to talk about. Come on. We have more. Toy. More things. I found, oh, God, there's some weird ones that we weren't aware of, Mike. Look, 
all I want from you. Oh my god, there's one. It's a Halloween outfit, and it's called the Cornstalker. And it's just a man dressed as corn on the cob, wearing all black aside from that. And he looks very, very suspicious. All right, I'm going to find that. What's it called? The corn I'm, I'm sending it. I'm sending it to you. you oh, go. my God. My direct... If I type in Amazon.com, it takes me to Under the Nile Corn Toy. <laughs> that's, that's what it takes me to. Like, if I just type in Amazon.com and press Enter, that's what it takes me to. Right, so we've got... This is a costume, though. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's not... <laughs> That's kind of freaky, right? So I am gonna I am gonna talk about the fine folks over at Squarespace. Okay. Whilst I am doing this, yes, this is what you must do. This is okay. what the listeners want. This, so you need to do it. You need to open your iPhone five, go yes. to the slow mo camera. Oh, you're really making me throw my giraffe around the room. Go to the slow mo camera, press record, throw the giraffe. Okay. Choose the slow mo part export it, send it to me, and I'll put it in the show notes. Mike, there's a lot of logistics going into this. Not a this. lot, really. iOS 7 makes all this really easy. You just open the share sheet. It's not an ad. You don't need to sort of pimp iOS 7 for everyone. Well, look. iOS 7 makes this beautiful and unapologetic. The soft matte... That's the only okay, Apple I'm getting ready, you so need. can you just go do your thing? Um, you go do your thing, I'm going to throw my giraffe around the room. <laughs> can you do me a favor and just write that down as a title suggestion? <laughs> I don't have our document open. Oh, hold on. Throw my giraffe around the room. Okay. Okay, it's, it's happening. Okay, this uh, episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy and fast to create your own professional website or online portfolio for a free trial. And 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TallyHo10. We spoke about Volcano a little earlier in this episode. That is mine and Matthew's uh, proposed Volcano startup. Me and Matthew created a site called Volcano.com, V-L-C-N-R.com, and we created this on Squarespace, and we did it in minutes. We set up a site. We chose a really awesome template from one of their beautiful templates that they have. They have over 20 professionally designed templates that have won numerous design awards. And with that, we're able to go in and tweak it, choose the font that we wanted from the great fonts that they have. We're able to change some of the colors and stuff like that. We're able to easily add pages. I wanted to add some uh, images that we had made, some propaganda posters by uh, our good friend, Mr. David Young. He created those for us. And I was able to do that just by dragging and dropping them from my desktop on to the initiatives page that we set up. Not only is all of this sort of stuff super easy, we're able to make it all really fast, and it's just... You don't have to worry about these sort of things with Squarespace. If we ran into some sort of problem, we could have contacted their, their support team. And it doesn't matter if it's me in the UK or Matt in the US, because they work 24 hours a day, seven days a week to do this. They have over 70 employees that we would have had help us build the Volcano site if we needed that. Squarespace starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So it's perfect for you if you want to start a blog, a site. Maybe you want to start... Um, a store for your business because they have commerce. They have You can build right into any Squarespace site. Or maybe you just want to create a website for your currently fictitious but soon to be very real volcano-based startup. So we love Squarespace. We think that you will love them too. Go to squarespace.com, sign up for a free trial, and just go and give them a whirl. Squarespace plans start at $8 a month, as I mentioned, and you can get 10% off if 
you use the offer code TALIAHO10, you will also be showing your support of Bionic and all of 5x52. So thank you to Squarespace for their support of us. You go support them. I have been given a video and I'm about to watch it. Okay, what's happening here? Hi. I'm watching the video. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. And there's an image too. Matthew, that's incredible. Mm. That's going to make the listeners very, very happy. Oh, God, I'm so glad my giraffe could make them so happy deep inside. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, no. Mm. Um, neck giraffe. I have some real show notes work to take care of at the moment. So if you maybe want to talk about something, just anything, really, just talk about something. I mean, you can okay. go to what's next in the dock. I'm not very excited in that. But, you know, you Did can... you just say let's talk about sex on the dock? <laughs> I mean, sure. That wasn't what I said. I said we can go okay, to what's so next. If you're going to have sex on the dock. <laughs> Right, okay. uh, the first thing you need to worry about is splinters Crabs. because they're going to be big and they're going to be painful, um, which is not an analogy and it's not an innuendo. Um, and um, uh, stop. Okay. There also might be pirates watching you. There's always pirates. I, I here's something I can talk about that's a little off-topic, a little crazy, a little funny here and there. It's not giraffe-related. It's not volcano-related. It's called twitterdouchebags.tumblr.com. I would like you to just read some of these. Um, okay, well, while you do your thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm going to the website. Uh, I've typed in the URL for anyone that needs to sort of picture they're here with me. And then once you have uh, read that, I have something cool to read to you. The, so the, the really, really sad thing about Twitterdouchebags is that Can we this... say that, by the way? I'm sure. Let's just say it as if we're actually talking about an actual bag. <laughs> what is that, though? Um, I don't know if... Is that... As according to Wikipedia, it's a device used to administer a douche. <laughs> I don't... I'm not... Do you want me to go into it? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. the body for medical or hygienic Matthew, reasons. Matthew, 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 Matthew. What I'm saying is, I don't know, I'm not au fait enough, I guess, with uh, American swear words. I don't know if, like, can you say that on TV? I'm sure. Mm. You can say, you can say the word that it is, it's like the word hit, but with an extra letter in the front. You can say that on TV now, a lot more than you used to be able to. I'm, I'm concerned that I should, should bleep it. Oh my god. So the verb is pushing. Matthew. Pushing after Matt, sexual Matt, intercourse. Matt, 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 mm-hmm. come on. Okay. Stop now. Okay. It's for irrigation. Um, I'm going to have to go back and find them. No, you're not. I am. Uh, you haven't had to censor me in so long. I didn't even do anything. I read a URL. <laughs> this is like the time I said jobs. Oh, Christ. Why did you do that? I didn't mean to. I was going to say rim.jobs. I don't know why you're creating so much work. And I have no time today to edit this episode. Um, okay, so I'm going to start talking about things on this website that I'm not allowed to say out loud. I'll be in the show um, people fun on their own. I hate you so much. I hate you. The, the thing I find really sad about this website um, is that I know so many people that are like this. You should um, see the note that I'm making for myself right now. <laughs> Um, anyway, and um, so basically what this site does, or what this Tumblr does, is it collects 
the worst people on Twitter based on their um, profile summaries. That their bios. The bios. Bio. So Bow. the first, the first one I'm uh, approaching is a man called Jordan Zimmerman. Let me set the set the scene a little bit. The guy looks a lot like um, Phil Schiller. He's verified. His Twitter handle is JZ Speaks. So I'm saying Z instead of Z, just because you know we have to hit home that this is ridiculous. Um, his background image, um, his cover picture, if you will, says simply, "You sleep when you die." So you know. Oh, and that's also his website. So if you want to check him out, it's YouSleepWhenYouDie.com which is just fantastic. I wish we had bought that as a redirect for Bionic. Um, and his summary is, who is Jordan Zimmerman? Question mark. Ma Maverick ad man, philanthropist, self-made madman, visionary father, alpha dog, oh. motivator, <laughs> teacher, leader, and huge success. The worst part is alpha dog, man. <laughs> so bad. Um... Well, self-made madman is pretty bad. Yeah, that that is. I don't like that. How is he verified? What have you done? He oh, became God. verified. Okay, so this is the worst thing. Here's a good game. I just opened up his Twitter profile, and he's officially followed by two people that I follow. I'm going to the next one, and this guy is followed by three people that I follow. His name is Mark Fish, and his uh, Twitter handle very creatively is Fishmark, which sounds really filthy. Um. Mark Fish is a social media pollinator. Christ. Really? Um, He's actually why... in this thing. Huh? He's in the thing. Mark Fish. I was going to read yeah, him no. next. No, no, yeah, no, no. He's the next one. Um, but really, social media pollinator? Do you know what pollination is, Mr. Fish? <sighs> and about one lab accident away from becoming a supervillain. What lab? If you, if you, I'm a wine and food fan, mobile game geek, and media commentator. N none of those things imply supervillain or that you have a lab. Anyway, this is not funny, but whatever. That's okay. Mandy Slamberg. I feel that that one was a is a is a is a joke on. I do important things with important people because I'm a very important person. Yeah, I saw somebody say. I think it might have been Chris. Christopher Gonzalez, uh, Esquire, um, say that that, that say that that was a uh, a, a missed joke. I'm rubbing my beard on the microphone. Does it excite you? No. Um, I'm Life Coach J. I'm seriously struggling to get all of these pieces of media into the show notes, but we're getting there. Heard that before. Uh, have you got any more that you would like to read before I read to you what I would like to read to you? No, they're just ridiculously awful. I mean, it's just it's a it's a very solid lesson. If anyone here that's listening to this show has ever non-ironically uttered the word SEO or has ever used the word pollination for anything aside from talking about intercourse or you know migration patterns, migration or patterns are better. Better. culture. What? Never mind. Okay then um, you should probably burn in hell and be on this blog. No? Um, that's fine by me. I mean, you know. Let's, I'm going to do something here. Here's a good experiment. What's the ex we've got lots of experiments today. Mm. Well, it's, it's a show, you know. I like that the listeners get to see inside your house. 
Mike Hurley, internet broadcaster and producer, follows me, followed by 75 people that I follow. Mm. Mm. That's pretty good. You can find my shows on 5x5. You can. I can't operate a keyboard properly. Just give me a mic. Why, why is there a semicolon there? Because Stephen told me that there couldn't be a comma there. No, there should be a period. You should be a period. Mm. Really? Period jokes? <laughs> I wasn't, but... <laughs> oh, look, the, one of the top three things is a retweet from me. I feel so special. Well, I, just, I retweet and favorite everything that you say. You do favorite everything I say. Because every, I fa- I'm, everything that you say I'm a favorite of. So on, I would look, like at this, to... look at this profile picture there. What, of me? It looks, looks so stubbly. You were probably nice, standing right next to me when this happened. I'm actually standing in front of Annual Dash. You see in the background. Is that whose face is yeah. emerging from the back of your head? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like that. that. I, was, I was thinking that might be Chase Reeves. No, I, I think that's kind of funny in a way. Um, that there, there's Annual Dash is, is there. It's where he belongs. <laughs> behind people, like getting ready in to the, pounce in the blurriness on them. Yeah. behind you. He's being left in the dust, if you will. The blurry dust. The blurry dust that I create. Are you look, look how friendly you look. I am very friendly, aren't I? God, you're just the sort of person I want to sit down with on a love seat, wearing no clothes, and just have a cup of tea with you. I am quite friendly. With, with that look on your face. Maybe what? not looking down like that. The smiley really face. Upsetting if we were completely naked. The smiley face. Yeah, if I was looking down at you smiling yeah, like see, that. With this, well, with this sort of angle, your eye line would be pointing towards somewhere quite concerning. Um, your, your kneecaps. You do have funny kneecaps. I do have strange ankles. Um, do you? Yeah, so you can find Mike at um, ISMH on Twitter. Um, and um, it's going to be great. So, talking about Twitter, before we wrap Twitter. up. Are you still there? I think so. Before we wrap yeah. up today's show. Um, Andy Bio tweeted today about Tim Cook about the okay. people that he follows. Tim Cook follows 32 people, and he pointed out that one of those 32 was Kickstarter, and he thought that was interesting. That's so I good. thought to myself that I would go and take a look at who Tim Cook follows, and I found it very interesting. It's a very eclectic list. So there's 32 people that I would like to read to you now to find the eclectic nature of Tim Cook's Twitter stream. Are you ready? Wait, so should I look at this too? Or no, am just I let me read them you? to you. Okay. Experience oh, he's, this, only, he's only ever tweeted four times. Experience this as the listeners would. Okay, so uh, Duke Basketball. Okay, I'm going to take away all my clothes first. Okay, good. Duke Basketball is the official home of the Duke's men's basketball. God, he loves men's basketball. Um, Charlie Rose. Of course. The National Park Foundation. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. iTunes U and iTunes. ESPN. Really? Yeah, Con- yeah. Conan O'Brien. Is he O'Brien. really that into sports? Yeah, I, th- I think he's really into like college well, football. He's, he's big into fitness, isn't he? Yeah. Conan mm. O'Brien. Okay, that that yeah. Okay. The, the Museum of Modern Art. Okay. K- Kickstarter. Weird. Red product. Red. Okay, that makes sense. Ted. Ted. Ben. It's one of my investors. <laughs> Whenever anyone says Ted like that, I just think it's one of my friends. <laughs> Oh, oh. Me. Uh, me. Red Ted Bed. No, iBooks. Okay. iTunes. Okay. The Daily Show. Does he not follow the App Store one? App Store is the next one. Okay, okay. iTunes Music. Okay. Nike. Okay. Bill Clinton. <laughs> the man himself. The Pope. 
<laughs> that's my favorite one. He comes out that that was why I wanted it because he comes kind of oh my god. We can't speak today. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Like everything is like as you'd expect. I mean, I don't know much about him. He's obviously a religious man. Or he's just really interested in what the Pope has to say. Uh, the iTunes Festival. Okay. SPLC, which is the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Auburn oh, Plainsman. He loves, he loves some poverty. The Auburn, loves it. Aub- Auburn Plainsman. What? Auburn University student-produced news source. God, that wow, horrible. that must be a lot of pressure for them. Not really, though. It's just the student newspaper. It has 8,000 followers. One of them is Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, <laughs> the biggest company in the world. That's Can you imagine getting that push notification? <laughs> I would, I would, all of my bodily functions would occur at once. I would just void my bowels. <laughs> That's uh, I've, all of mine. Uh, Pref- preferably Duke, over a small person. My um, favorite one, by the way, is still to come. Oh, that's what she said. Um, Duke, okay, Duke basketball. <laughs> uh, Lauren Jobs. Thomas okay. L. Friedman, who's the New York Times columnist and Pulitzer Prize winning author. Of Lexington, of the olive tree, and from Beirut to Jerusalem. This is my favorite one. Kings of Leon. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, Phil Schiller, Eddie Q, Jimmy Fallon, Kerry Kennedy, and the RFK Center, which is for justice and human rights. It's a nonprofit organization working to realize RFK's dreams of peaceful and just word. Do you know who I'm looking at right now to see who, who you, he follows? Who are you looking at now? Elon Muskimask. Ah, the Muskinator. Mm, he only follows 37 people. How many does Tim follow? 32. Oh, God, they're totally fighting it out, aren't yep, they? Yeah, they are. I knew that. I knew that about them. Yeah, yeah, they would be, wouldn't they? I bet they meet up for, like, secret little sort of... Does Elon Musk work out? I feel like he probably works out. Okay, so anyway, he follows some weird ones. Like, I feel in the like we've just become... Things. I feel like we've just become celebrity CEO gossip podcast. That's that was the original idea. Um, he follows South Park, which is right in between Charlie Rose and Fareed Zachariah. Who's Fareed Zachariah? He's the editor of Time Magazine, and he's the host of a bunch of things on CNN. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Get it together, Mike. Oh, come on, come on. Where's the trigger? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? He follows Kara Swisher, John Favreau, makes no sense. Um, hey, the Favreau-nator. Mm. 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 He follows Weird Al Yankovic. Isn't it Yankovic? I don't know. Well, I, He's one of those guys, much like Carrot Top, that it's like, why? Carrot Top is, uh, I don't really understand him. Well, he was like, he was, he was a funny person. And then I think he must have had like a prop joke that involved him walking into a gym one day and then immediately following the gym where he stayed making the same jokes for like 20 years, um, he had a bunch of prop jokes he had to make in a plastic surgeon's office. And the big punchline is now his face. Was that a really elaborate joke that I barely understand as I don't really know what Carrot Top is? Um, sure. Okay. Carrot Top, for those of you who don't know, is uh, our affectionate name for Stephen Hackett. 
he's a very muscly man. Very strange. Uh, keeps making jokes oh, and Carrot smashing Carrot Top has a strange-looking face. Huh? Never mind. Did you just make fun of Stephen Hackett's face? <laughs> no, not that Carrot Top. Carrot Top, the American stand-up comedian, actor, and comedian. That should be his full title. That's why he's... Um, uh, well done, Wikipedia. He's a comedian <laughs> and a comedian. Um, is he really? Well, is one of them a prop comedian? Well, he is an American stand-up comedian, actor, and comedian. Do you see what's happened? We were trying to have a serious show with topics, and we somehow ended up on a wiki again. Well, this is the Wikipedia, which is better than how. Pedia is always better than how. Mm, it's a lesson that everyone knows. Okay, so I need to go back on Wikipedia, and the first thing that comes up is the word that I'm not allowed to say. I oh, yeah, I need to, we need to finish the show. Um, we, need to, we seriously need to wrap up right now. Okay. Because I have... I'm just like, quickly looking up I have uh, strip three, three more Three more shows to do today, and I have to edit multiple occurrences of curse words from you. I'm going to be on another show today for anyone that cares. I'm not allowed to say which one, but I'm going to be on another show today. I was just about to spoil it. You're not allowed to. I could do whatever I want. According to Wikipedia, which is much fancier, and it has like a line drawing of this. Um, Would it alarm you if I told you I'm not wearing any clothes? It was to do with nudity. Um, <laughs> that wasn't really Matt, everyone. Well, it was Matt, just at another time and place. No, I'm just reading about strip teasers. I'm done. We're done with the episode. If you'd like to, to find me online, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. If you'd like to find uh, Matt online, just go search <laughs> a horrible place. Just anywhere, oh my really. God. The, just in the middle, middle we'll of the be Wikipedia back, page. We'll be back next week uh, with Is another it, episode of Bionic. Thanks very much for listening. Can I just explain what's you here? You can there's, find there's the show notes of 5x5.tv slash Bionic slash 62. What have you got to say? In the middle of the page, it's explaining like basically what strippers do in various different uh, countries and its varying levels of legality. Mm-hmm. And to illustrate this, they've just got a picture of like a completely naked person. Right. And this, and the caption beneath it just says, a mostly nude stripper. <laughs> That's the extent of my contribution. Ecosystems, god damn it. Look at us. <laughs>